Thanks for joining us today with another podcast from New Hope Church. We hope that you enjoy what we have for you today and find it encouraging and uplifting. If you ever want to learn more information about New Hope Church, please visit us online at myhope.life. We'd love to get to know you. Have a wonderful day and God bless. a second to get a drink. <laughs> I got nothing to say. She did an amazing job in the first service. I know she's going to do an amazing job in this service. Um, I don't know. There's a whole lot of stuff in her message that I didn't know until a couple of days ago. And uh, I just have to say, I'm thankful for my wife, but I just want to pray for her before she preaches. God, I pray that you would touch my wife, God, that you would strengthen her, keep her, God, anoint her, God, as she delivers this word. God, I pray you would touch her, strengthen her. God, I pray that you would move in our lives today, God, that we would set aside everything, that we'd focus on your word, God, that you would touch us and minister to each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. So thankful to be in the house of the Lord today. Um, I want to also uh, welcome all the mothers today. Um, I know Mother's Day can be hard for some, and it can be a wonderful day for others. So I do want to recognize all those that have children, those that want children, those that have estranged relationships with children or mothers. Um, so my heart is with you if you're weeping today or if you're rejoicing on this day. Um, whatever you find yourself in, um, I hope that you can find just a bit of sunshine today. We choose joy today. You choose joy today. <laughs> um, I told the first service that I had Googled um, Mother's Joy. So I was going to look up like this nice little poem. And read it to you guys. I thought that would be so nice that you would love to hear that. Um, but what popped up was Mother's Joy Cannabis Dispensary. <laughs> and I decided I would just scrap that whole idea. So you're welcome. I, I saved you the, the trouble of listening to a poem today. If you're wondering where it's at, I won't tell you so that you don't go there. But it's nowhere near here. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but um, anyways, so <clears throat> happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Um, I want to recognize my husband. I know that um, probably uh, maybe thinks twice about who he lets up here. And so <laughs> sometimes after I preach, he probably regrets it. So I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyways, I just thank you. I love him and appreciate him. He's also my pastor. So um, anyway, so today our theme is joy. And if you walked in here and you saw this sign about joy, 
and you rolled your eyes, that's okay. <laughs> because you know what? Sometimes joy is hard to come by. It's not always an easy um, thing that you find, especially, we'll just talk about mothers, for example. You know, when the kids are going crazy, your dishes are piled up, and there's, they're drawing on the walls. Sometimes you don't feel joy, and that's okay. <laughs> but today we're going to look at what the Word of God says about it and finding the joy of the Lord. So it is mentioned a hundred, over a hundred times in the Bible. So if you've ever wondered how you can bring joy in your life, this is a great study. You have a hundred, over a hundred scriptures to look at. Today we're just going to look at um, a couple here. Um, so we're going to start in Nehemiah, chapter eight and verse ten. Um, so it says, then he said to them, go and eat what is rich, drink what is sweet, and send portions to those who have nothing prepared, since today is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, because the joy of the Lord is your strength. So prior to this chapter, Nehemiah had heard, and he was very grieved of um, Jerusalem and the walls that had been um, torn down. So um, walls were very important to the city of Jerusalem. They protected it. And he was grieved that they were destroyed and the people there were saddened. So uh, Nehemiah was sent to uh, Jerusalem to help them rebuild the walls and to encourage them. And I was talking with Ashley last night because she visited Israel um, last summer. And I was like, tell me like about these walls around Jerusalem. Like, how big is this city? Like, how long would this have taken them? And she was telling me that um, you can see like the leftovers of some of the walls that Nehemiah built. And they were, 20, correct me if I'm wrong, but you said 20 feet thick, which is huge. 20 feet thick. And it only took them 52 days to build the wall around the city. So this was a huge accomplishment. And it says that the Lord was with them and helped them build them. So I imagine, I mean, I would never build like one foot of wall in 52 days. So <laughs> I imagine a whole city, you know, was like very a miracle. And um, so when we get to chapter eight, we can realize where Nehemiah is like, you know, encouraging them, the joy of the Lord, he's with us. And in this chapter, they're reading the law of Moses, and they're, um, they're like reading the law, and they're all gathered around the city, and they're weeping, and they're mourning, they're sad. But sometimes that happens. Sometimes we come to church, and we shed a tear. We cry a little bit because we're so moved by God's word. But in this moment... Nehemiah wanted to encourage them. He wanted them to find joy in the Lord, find their strength in the Lord. So the Bible will direct us. It will um, give us direction. It sometimes does not feel good, but it will make you stronger. The strength that you're building is the joy of the Lord. So God has a plan for you. God had a plan for Nehemiah. He wasn't a mistake. There was no 
no uh, mistake in his plan. God has a plan for you, and you're not a mistake. You have a purpose in this world. Have you ever heard someone say, I wish I had the gift of discernment? (laughs) So if you've ever um, heard this story, I think Zach might have told it a couple months ago of how on Sundays after church, we usually all kind of go home, and we all kind of lay on the couches in our living room, and we're we're just tired. We're just, we just don't really talk to people, and uh, we're just quiet. But Grammy loves to celebrate Sunday. She loves to talk about church and all the good things that God did. And so this one Sunday, she's talking away, and she says, my discerning spirit says that you guys don't want to talk. <laughs> and she gets up to go to her room or whatever, and um, but she continues to z- <laughs> talk to us and Zach is like I don't think you're from her room to the living room she continues to talk to us and Zach is like I don't think your discerning spirit is working (laughs) so I think she has a discerning spirit but sometimes we don't listen you know (laughs) but if you do not have a discerning spirit and you no clue. I'm going to give you some scripture that you can have a discerning spirit as well. John 10.10 says, a thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I have come so that they might have life and have it in abundance. So God didn't come to steal. He didn't come to kill or destroy. He wants you to have life in abundance. So if your joy is stolen, know who the thief is and who stole it. The devil doesn't want you to have joy. He doesn't want you to be happy. He doesn't want you to live life in abundance. So know who is stealing your joy. If you've been looking for some discernment, Here it is. It's the devil. He's trying to steal from you. But guess what? The devil has no power. So how can you win this war within? How can you beat the devil trying to steal from you? Well, uh, we'll take a look at 1 Peter 5 and 8. It says, be sober-minded, be alert, because the adversary, the devil... Is prowling around like a roaring lion. He's looking for anyone he can devour. So be sober. Be sober. Be calm. Be collected. Keep it together, man. Don't be crazy, okay? Just keep it together. Be alert. Keep watch. Read your Bible. Pray. Be on alert. I was talking with Ashley and Brenna the other day, and um, they listened to Crime Park. Crime podcast. Does anyone listen to those in here? Okay. So they are talking. They have a plan. If a thief were to come into their home, they are ready. And they are talking about, actually was like telling her plan to Brenna. And she's like, I'm going to get my keys. And I'm going to get, Ashley never knows where her keys are. This this plan is not going to work. I had to find them for you yesterday. 
But they had this plan, and Brenda was like, but what if they come in this other way? And she was like, oh, I didn't plan for that. I wasn't alert. I was not ready for that. My plan, of course, is Cora. If you've ever met her, she's insane. And she will bark and go insane, even if no one is there. It doesn't matter. So I just trust her instincts. I trust her discernment. <laughs> so be alert. Be prepared for the thief that might come and try to steal your joy. He is like a roaring lion. He is not a lion. Okay? It says he's like one. He's trying to imitate. He's trying to scare you. But he's a fake. Okay? He's trying to psych you out. But he has no power. So, don't give your joy away. Be like, Rochelle, that's ridiculous. Be sober. Be alert. Be on guard for situations that might try to steal your joy. If you're familiar with the word of God, if you're familiar with the voice of God, you're going to know what, the, what is true, what is good. And then the opposite you'll know is the devil. So, Learning that discernment, reading the word of God, you'll become familiar with it. So many people have heard Zach talk about his time that he went through, faced depression and how it affected him and how the darkest of moments. Um, this was when I was much younger. I was much dumber. I had no idea what was going on. I had no idea what I was facing, what he was going through, what he was facing. <clears throat> but I was afraid that depression would win the war. I was afraid that depression would end my marriage. I was afraid that depression would steal my husband from me. I was afraid of everything you could ever imagine. All of the unknown, the things that never even happened yet. I was afraid. Sometimes fear would overcome me. I would be sitting at my desk at work and the tears would start falling and I'd, I'd rush to the bathroom and I would find myself crumbled on a, in a ball on the floor of this disgusting bathroom floor, crying out to God, where are you? Why have you left us? I would have to pull my car over when I was driving home from work because the tears would blur my vision and I couldn't gain control of the fear that had overtaken me. I would watch our security cameras to see if my husband made it home for fear that something else would come into his mind. My prayers, God, where are you? I don't have the strength to carry on. I don't have the strength to fake it anymore. But at some point, verses started that I memorized as a little girl that started to come back. 
if you don't read your Bible, if you don't memorize verses, I promise you it will help you. Even if you haven't looked at them in years, they will start coming back to you. 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So if, if fear is not of God, then it doesn't need to be in me. But it didn't stop there. Darkness didn't end overnight. But every prayer, every time fear would start to take control, I would start saying those verses. If you don't know what to pray, pray the word. Yes. Romans 8, 31. If God be for us, who can be against us? Joshua 1, 9. Haven't I commanded you to be strong and courageous? Don't be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. James 1 and verses 2 and 3 says, Consider a great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I don't consider it joy when I go through a trial. I, don't, I hope I'm not alone because if you walk around, you're like, bless the Lord. I am so excited for this trial today. Fill me with your joy. Yes, Lord. You can just bless the Lord by yourself over there. <laughs> because I don't feel like, I don't feel joy. But the Bible says that you're testing your faith. You're building endurance. Just like when you go to the gym and you start lifting those weights and you start gaining strength, it doesn't feel good. I don't like going to the gym. I find it awful, okay? I went to the gym the other day with Zach, and he's like, it's arms day. Start doing like 10 reps of this machine. I was like, okay. You know, like trying to do fun wifey things at the gym and... Do 10 reps. He's like, okay, 10 reps on this other machine. Okay. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I'm done. We can just walk the track now. No, he's like, no, you have 10 more on this other one. Go back to it and do 10 more. Are you kidding me? I can't even feel my arms anymore. My Lord, how long is this going to last? I hope I can go home soon. So I do the 10 reps. Oh, now go back to the other machine. Work, work the other muscle, other side of your muscle. I don't even know what they're called. My Lord, but they hurt. Three times, three sets of ten. It was awful. My arms hurt so bad, I couldn't move them. And he's like, in my ear, he's like, that doesn't count. You didn't close the machine all the way. Are you kidding me? I tried, okay? I tried really hard. He's like, one, 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 do it again. <laughs> Close the whole machine. Get your arm all the way over. All right, can, can you make it lighter for me? There's no more, there's not a lighter one to go to, Rochelle. <laughs> but anyways, the gym doesn't feel good in the moment, but you're gaining strength. You're gaining endurance. So... Every, pray that you, every prayer that you pray 
every verse that you that you memorize, that you repeat, you're gaining strength. So every time you go to prayer, God is with me. He'll never leave me or forsake me. We shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon us. Wherever I go, God is with me. And every time, every time you do that, you're gaining those strength. You're gaining that spiritual muscle that you need. It doesn't mean that he's going to take your child from you. He will walk the trial with you while you gain strength. You see, God didn't give me the spirit of fear. So if it's not of God, okay, the spirit of fear is not of God. Okay, then it's of the devil. Okay, I got this. I shouldn't have fear. Okay, God said he's never going to leave me or forsake me. Okay, God. Every time you're getting strength, you're getting stronger. And sometimes, at some point, you become really strong. And you suddenly overcome that fear. It doesn't cripple you anymore. Sometimes you get a little angry. Are there any moms in here that, like, angry clean? You, like, put your tennis shoes on, and you're just mad. The kids, like, disappear. You don't know where they went. <laughs> and you're just, like, you're throwing stuff in trash bags. And you throw it in the garage just hoping, hoping someone will take care of it. And dishes are flying everywhere. Soap's flying. The vacuum, you're dusting as you vacuum. And you're, you have your tennis shoes on and you're power walking as you vacuum. Bless God. I love my children. Sometimes you just need to put those power shoes on and you get down to business with God. Okay. You put your shoes on, devil, you are not welcome in this home. You cannot. You can't touch my family. The Bible says that you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So I know that happened. I repented of my sins. I was baptized. I got the Holy Ghost. So, Lord, your word says it. You better not be lying to me because... I'm about to take power right now. Put your spiritual tennis shoes on. Don't stand around and wait. Don't wait for the Lord to take your child from you because you will never gain endurance. Pretty soon, I was confident in my prayers. Pretty soon, I would, Zach would work nights. So thankfully, no one saw me doing this. But if you ever have the house to yourself, put your shoes on and you go around your house and you pray for it. You take authority. The Bible says you have power. I didn't say it. The Bible says it, okay? If I have power according to the Bible, I best be taking authority of my mind, of my thoughts. I can't control anyone else, but I can be alert. I can be aware when the thief tries to sneak into my home. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, Casting down imaginations... And every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So you cast down those things that are not true. Those things that 
have not come to light that haven't even happened yet. Those imaginations, those things that try to bring fear. Everything that it goes against the knowledge of God, you cast it out. Say, no, it's not true. Psalms 35 says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. God did not intend for you to stay weeping. He didn't intend for you to stay in darkness. Jesus died on the cross for my sins. He died on the cross for your sins. That we might have hope, everlasting hope. He was put in the grave. There was darkness. There was weeping. But he didn't stay there. He didn't stay in the darkness. He didn't stay in the grave. Because my God is alive. He's alive today, and he's here to minister to you. Whatever it takes, don't stay in the darkness. Last year, I went and saw my doctor, and I got my thyroid checked, and I was put on a thyroid medicine, and I feel 100 times better. Go to your doctor. Get your levels checked. See a counselor. If you need help getting out of darkness, it's okay. It's okay to get help, okay? You don't have to stay there. Sometimes you can read the Bible all you want, but if your vitamins are low and there's something going on in your body, it's not going to help. So it's okay if you need to get help. But God doesn't want you staying there. He did not intend for you to live in darkness. You're a child of light. Can we all stand together today? I wonder if we can just all step out of our seats and come to the front. If we need to move chairs back, that's okay. But no one prays alone today. No one has to be in the darkness alone. We can be in this together. Romans 8.31 says, if God be for us, who can be against us? You see, every trial, every situation, you can look back on and count it joy. Mothers, there's going to be hard times. There's going to be trials. You might have to fight that fear, but keep praying for your children. Don't ever give up on your children. If you feel alone, please reach out. Keep praying. Keep reading the word and know that there is hope. Know the wiles of the devil. He might try to get you, but know the truth of the word of God. If you find yourself in darkness today, in the weeping, God is with you every step of the way. He's a trainer in your ear. You've got this. Keep going. One more rep. One more time. Look at the muscle you're building. Look at that spiritual endurance you're building. There is joy in the morning. God, I pray that you would touch every individual in this place today. Lord, I pray that they would feel your presence, that your presence would sweep in here, God. In your name, Jesus. Lord, let us never feel alone because you've said you would never leave us or forsake us.
about some of the stuff that she talked about in her message. Um.